bikes or something. Sorry, this one won't work either. So it'll be fine. Good jinx. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AreYouScreening.com podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's Owen Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. I'm who so excited. Lost I'm about to play or whatever. To, I'm so excited. I'm about to jump in line right over here. I'm like, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know, I'm approaching the mic. Uh, you don't even need to be introduced. No. Just I'm right. on. Start talking. All right. Uh, so this week, we're actually officially sort of going to cover Live by Night. But we've got uh, so many things to catch up on and so many things to go through. And uh, because of some technical difficulties in our last show, we really need to do Rogue One and Manchester by the Sea again because that show got butchered somehow. Did you get and, and, and far as the as far as the upload, no, no. You didn't hear, you heard it from me. It's, you know, it's like, that was, so, it, it's I, the wrong time of year to get it emails and, I and think, stuff. I think people, and, and I think people up, just right. go, whatever. Right. <laughs> they just don't even, <laughs> this is our so, episode. It, it, yeah, the live show, you'd have been okay. If whoever yep. was listening live, apparently was right. okay, but something went wrong with uh, blog talk radio uploading it. And I don't, I don't know what it is. It got cut off. I it don't, I don't know if it, it uh, you know, I, I, I listened to some of it and I kind of, uh, I've turned up the, the volume now, sort of, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> not, not to get was... too technical with you, but um, <laughs> just in case maybe it, it wasn't picking up enough. Right. Uh, and we lost audio, it, so we knows? lost audio about five or six in, it started cutting in and out. So it made me feel like it was a blog talk. I mean, look at us passing the yeah, blog. So I don't know, know. but it, it just, it was having to, whatever it is, out, it's but. not our fault. That's oh, for sure. I, I just forgot to tell you this. This will be real quick. Cause not, we, you know, we only have 500 things to do. Right. I didn't realize until I went to go listen to the show to figure out what was going on with it. If I could figure out. And I figured out we missed something two episodes ago. This is our 203rd show. Oh, so look at that. three episodes ago, we hit 200, and the hell, what do we know? Yeah, we, we didn't just, pay we any just attention. Hit, we just no kept going cares. on. That's kind of cool. It is cool. That's yeah. kinda, it's kind of neat. That, so that is pretty cool. We're at, we're at 203. <laughs> we, don't have time, we don't have time to talk about it half, now. Right, 202 but, and a half if we count last week's, but we technically yeah. done so 200. And, congratulations to us. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, meant to, I meant to say that. And uh, so now everyone's lost already, but we also need to cover uh, Passengers. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Yep. Luckily, I, I've written a couple things down. And then uh, 10 or 15 other movies that we'll never get to. Uh, who knows? If I we mean, if we can really zip through a lot of things. And we've got to get through stuff so that eventually we can get to our best list right. and our worst list and uh, all sorts of other shows. And the Golden Globes just happened. Yeah. So we probably have surprised. to talk about that. I was actually not surprised. There was only one thing that surprised me well, and that was uh aaron taylor johnson that was uh, that was very surprising th- that was kind of out of and nowhere super, super surprised you see the yeah, look at yeah, yeah. Like, what <laughs> that, like come on that was kind of surprising yeah. especially uh you know it was a very weird yeah thing actually because uh mahershala ali has uh, ha- has, yeah. has been taken everything that. with moonlight yep. uh he got the critics choice yep and uh massive front runner uh for he's that really for, good. for that award yeah, and he's really good and yeah he is actually very good in it anyway sure <laughs> it's not like it's a pity <laughs> but it's or a uh, vote. he's he's getting it but yeah but, it's not like uh it's not 
it's not like Tom Hanks is in something and so everyone's voting for right. him. I mean, it's like right. he's he's actually really good. Critics have been going crazy for him. He's been picking up all kinds of awards for it. Yeah. And then boom, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Other than that, there was nothing to surprise me because uh, as probably everybody knows already, uh, La La Land broke the Golden Globe record. It was awesome. Uh, not only did it win more awards than any other movie by picking up seven. Seven, yeah. Uh, but it also won everything it was nominated for. Oh, yeah, right. It, yeah. It, and, it, and that it, doesn't always It was batting either, so, a yeah. thousand on that yeah. one. So I think that for any movie that's been nominated for maybe more than like four things or something, I think that's probably that's a, a record, record too because yeah. you, know, you don't get everything. No. You're always nominated for like, screenplay or score or song or something like that where you don't get every single thing that's quite a you're after so um coming up too it is and uh and it's everything that happened is very in line with the critics choice too yeah Uh, so far pretty much pretty much everything that happened except on the tv side where uh the golden globes gave a lot of stuff to the night manager, mm-hmm. which quite frankly, I'm in favor of. Yeah, <laughs> I think that it deserved a lot of things, especially like um, Hugh Laurie got supporting actor. And I was really uh, bummed about him not getting that one with the critics choice. Cause he's awesome. He's great. It. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, you know, it's a really good thing anyway. Yeah. And so La La Land got everything. Moonlight got uh, on the drama side yep. and, you know, so, uh, it did well. La La no, Land just, obviously that's a uh, is on the comedy side. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, because you know it's funny, right? And funny. Uh, and that's how yeah. the Golden Globes work. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, and I think another a really good thing, Casey Affleck is. You know, we have, we have to mention that he's you know continuing to right steamroll everything. Yeah. Uh, he got the critics' choice too, and then uh, in another move that I'm really happy about, um, that we you know predicted kind of Isabel uh, Hooper got actress for Elle, yeah, which I just think is so awesome because uh, obviously the movie also picked up the best foreign film at the Golden Globes, but I just think it's awesome when a foreign movie. Uh, actually gets recognized in you know the regular right. things right. right the regular categories like, right like uh, a foreign <laughs> film can't actually be good enough to have like the best actor or actress or something like that so I think that's awesome that yeah. it, that it picked that up <laughs> and uh, she's actually really good and it's a really weird movie I think it's one of those movies that it, even though it's a foreign film it's just such a screwy thing that people had to take more notice of right it. it's it's like such right. a goofy you know she kind of goes after her rapist basically right i mean and, and it and it's really cool it's, it reminds me in a really weird way of hard candy right i was i was just <laughs> and it's weird to think of that and then realize Which, how old that movie is. i know it's so like, old if only that movie like had that? gotten more attention because it's so cool right but anyway that was back when video stores were still around. No, yeah. I'm not saying 93, 2003, 2004, something like that. Right. Like 93. I don't think Ellen Page was alive in 93. <laughs> She's young enough in the movie as it is. You don't have right. to go any farther right. back. Creepy. All right. Anyway, so uh, we've got to jump into movies because we have to get through them as fast as we can and uh, and really kick We're not going to get through all these. Kick things out. No. no. But we're going to try to get to uh, Live by Night, Manchester, Rogue One, Passengers, and Assassin's Creed at least. 
just because five. we have to we right. have to catch we up. We got to clear up a bit. Some of those uh, that are from a while ago, we're going to have to go These really are fast. Easy. We can breeze through um, a couple. Rogue One, Manchester by the Sea. And and it, and it's interesting that the one that we really have to make sure that we cover is the one that nobody wants to pay any attention to. It's so weird. Didn't, didn't really get nominated for like anything. Yeah. Has no shot at anything. And, you know, five or six months ago, you kind of thought it would. Right. Um, because it's Ben Affleck and it's a big gangster movie and it's coming out at the right time. And obviously people thought you know, from the studio and things thought that maybe it would right. have a chance or right. something, but, but no, no, no such luck. No. Nope. Um, and for me, the story of it, even though the story is long and complicated and we won't go, I won't just start reviewing it yet, but it, it's a little bit too familiar almost Yeah. for uh, people who are going to nominate stuff for awards to go, oh, yes, right. I have to see that. It's, you know, you can't, even if it's a gangster movie, it's got to be sufficiently different. And you can see it trying to be different. Yeah, absolutely. And you go, yeah, yep. but not exactly. Whether it's good or bad, that doesn't, that doesn't, mean, thing for that doesn't mean it's bad. Um, and before we jump into that, uh, too, one more thing really quick I'm going to say. Uh, tonight, uh, Tuesday... Uh, if you're not listening oh, yeah. to us live, right? Say, you, yeah. you missed it. Um, Taboo is coming on FX, and it's uh, Tom Hardy. Yes, is really good. See, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. It is really good, and the early, only so. problem with it, and I don't want to turn anybody off, the mm-hmm. only problem with it is that the first episode, while it's still really good, yeah. Man, it is like establishing stuff, and it's a little bit slow. But yeah. it's uh, it's by the it's by the guy who made Peaky Blinders. So yeah. I mean, if you like that show, right. you're already in, which everyone does. Yeah, you have to watch the show for about 25 <laughs> seconds to realize that it's by the guy who made Peaky yeah. Blinders. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. It's the same kind of period stuff where you almost think that they like took over some living history museum. It's like got all, you know, everything in the background, there's like people working on it. Yeah. It's like you're right there. Right, yeah. And it's, you know, sparing no expense to have, <laughs> that's funny. you know, people shoeing horses in the back and yeah. blacksmiths oh, and everything. Cool. I mean, it's like everything everywhere. It's, it's really a, a strange like immersion idea of having a period type thing, just like Peaky Blinders right. is, you know, you can see that when you watch Peaky Blinders, you probably don't notice it the way I do. Like everybody doesn't necessarily notice it, but there's like so many things going on in the background that are yeah. so irrelevant. Yeah. Except that it's just like, we wanted to look exactly like it would look if you were walking around this city. Right. right. And, and this is the same way. And it's just, it's like gritty and ugly and Tom Hardy's a crazy guy. And so it's just a little, Jonathan price is really cool. Or is it too packed? It's just like a little bit slow. The first um, episode in, in a, in a certain sense of being slow, right? right? It's just slow because they're trying to set up so much stuff and get you. So, you, you know, they have so much information to try and deliver to you about who he is, who right. his father, who right. just died was, everyone's connection to everyone else is uh, Jonathan price, like running the East India company and everything. And just, there's so much to kind yeah. of, you know, it's like if they could just give you a program 
Right. So you could read it for a minute. Right. Then we could move on. But I love so it's a yeah. little bit like that. Cool. Um, but you know, not in a really bad way. It's just that it takes until close to the end of the episode. Yeah. Before we're like really doing something, you yeah, know, and just because we're reviewing everything and we're not going to do this this week. But that's what I, one of the things I loved about love and friendship in, in yeah. the first three minutes when they're introducing people, you just get a quick cliff note version underneath them. And this just like this is a benefactor. This right. Is a right. Born lawyer. You know, it helps because it helped there's too that, much. It helped move that thing right. so quickly into just being interested. And because so it was based fun. because it's based on something by Jane Austen, right. you know that it's going to have. Yeah. You're going to need a program. You are, That's yeah. like what she does. Right. She's got like right. 50 people. You have to try and keep track. It was, just, it was very right. cool. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, okay. Live by night. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I'm right with this. With you. Yeah. This is going to be a tough one, I think, because uh, I kind of loved and hated this one. Yeah. And it took me a while to kind of figure out exactly where I wanted to be. But at the end of the day, I couldn't give this any more than five. I'm a little off on you. Wow. And, and I, I liked some of it. But a lot of it was boring and tedious and went on too long. And there's, uh, you know, the whole thing with the uh, KKK, I was like, Mm -hmm. just get on with this crap already. We know that you're just going to you're just going to kill this guy. Mm -hmm. And it's not actually going to be especially relevant or do anything anyway. Right. So just get past this, you know, but there was so much of it that. Um, you know, it's like you think you're Shakespeare and you're not, or something. It was it was trying to be like this other level. It's not quite pretentious, but it's it's just not. But it's fulfilling. But it's, it's close. Yeah, it's it's getting there. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, even though there were a lot of scenes that I liked, there were a lot of you know various parts of it that I liked. I kind of liked his character actually. Um, and I didn't. I, I didn't hate it. There was nothing that was uh, being really awful at me where I'm like, I hate this, but God, I'll never watch it again. Yeah. Like I never want to sit through it again. Yeah. E- even if I kind of ultimately like the story and stuff. Uh, and, and I wouldn't be, I, I would go lower except that I wouldn't be opposed to recommending it to people. So it's, there's a lot of this movie that's pulling me yeah. in both directions. You know, It's, it's so. a strange one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And it was really weird for me because I'm on such a Ben Affleck kick lately. And, and, and by lately, I mean when he directed Gone Baby Gone, mm-hmm. The Town, like all, all these things. I, I ate these things up left and right. I, I had to struggle. The Town, like that's lately. Come on. I know. Well, <laughs> well I mean, I prefer, I prefer Argo, though I don't think about Argo so much. There's a few scenes in The Town that I wind up thinking about every couple weeks like just right. there's the scene with him and jeremy renner which i think about sometimes when i'm at my own kitchen especially and be- the whole thing because i love it so much but i actually think about gone baby gone if not every couple of days maybe sometimes even every day there are scenes in that i just i always loved that and that's partially because of casey too um right. his performance right. but i i i love movies uh, i love all kinds of different films but i specifically like a kind of film where nobody wins and right. Gone Baby Gone is nobody wins. Like, there's no way to, to come out of that feeling good. The Batman stuff, I, I like him in it, but I hated the film. So, like, when I'm trying to preface, like, really liking Ben Affleck, it's not this Ben Affleck train that everyone's right, on because right. of this. But I had to struggle to give this four and a half. I was, I was bored in all the wrong places. And right. there, were, there were times where 
it felt well, I wasn't like, sure if you were going to go higher. No, actually. and it, yeah. I, I was so surprised because the trailer made me nervous. The trailer just looked film he should just stay away from or he should have made before he did Argo. Like, this looks like a film that's going backwards to me. Right. He seems too talented and too put together to make the film that has the problems that this film has. And it's a little perplexing, even though, like you, there are scenes in it that I really loved. Right. And, and I like him in it it's not that i feel like he should have just directed it or only starred in it but three days later i couldn't remember hardly anything about it exactly it's terribly right. forgettable yeah and and like what you just said at the end i have no driving ambition to watch it again right whereas even with argo which is a film i've only seen once i don't necessarily feel like i need to see again because i remember it very well you know, I could watch Argo if, right. if I were on a flight, you know, and I, right. I mean, if you pin me down and put an entertainment from me, I can do it. I might skip I'll, the I'll end. Skip, I, I think I'll skip live by night and just read. Right. You know, right. And that's not, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be facetious or funny or trying to take you know shots at it. I wanted it to be really good. There's this, uh, I'm just looking on IMDB real quick. And I mean, I can show you not that it matters. There's this scene that he has with Chris Cooper and he looks like he's, not big enough to fill his clothes. Ben right, Affleck right, just right. looks like he's not old enough to do this movie yet. He does. And and that's so condescending because the guy's in his mid-40s. I don't <laughs> right. know how old he has to be. He just looks young. But outside of that scene, like the scenes when he's with um, the girl and they're cheating on everybody the, the, and yeah. they're trying to be secret, those scenes are great. And he looks great in it and it works. When he's being a tough guy later, I don't have a problem. You know, the, him being there, that, there is a lot of it. Work together. The, there is a lot of it that I feel like he doesn't really fit right, and mm-hmm. and I know what you're saying, and I don't know if it's it, there's it's kind of weird. there's something about it's not necessarily even that he's not old enough, but like there's the scene where he goes in and he talks to the KKK guy, mm-hmm. and then and then ends up shooting him, right. or, or actually has his <laughs> has his guy right. shoot him or whatever. <laughs> And he's and he says like, well, what am I talking to you for? That? Right, I love that. And I'm like, that scene rocks. Mm-hmm. That is an awesome that. scene. It's great. I didn't love him in it. Right. I wanted somebody else right. to be him playing that character. Yep. Because that's just not exactly him. It's mm-hmm. not exactly the character that he's given us the whole time. Right. It's some other character who's slightly. De- it's like Walton Goggins. Yeah. Yeah, I was it's, just gonna say that. Like, absolutely, it's put him somebody in. else. Oh man, it would have given great. that line or whatever. And I'm like, this scene mm-hmm. is really cool. So I don't know if it's like, it maybe he should only be directing it. On the other hand, oh. I feel like maybe he should only be in it because I feel like it's directing choices yeah. and how scenes are put together that make some of the problems yeah. sometimes they're really good decisions but yeah. there are a lot of things that i'm like eh, i just don't like the way this happened right. exactly and there's one even at the end when <laughs> people when people about. are when the when they're coming up through the tunnels yeah. and they're taking over and everything right yep and i'm watching that scene going this should be blowing me yeah, away yeah. right this should be awesome yep. and there and that feels to me like a director mm-hmm. who's got something good to work with and just doesn't know how to get everything out of it yeah. that he should be and yeah. part of that is what we're watching right then when it's happening yeah and part of it is everything that you've Be- built up before to lead to it yep that it's just i'm watching that scene going oh 
this should yeah. just yep. rock. This should be like a 10 right here. Yeah. And it's, and it just can't manage it. Just, and it, it, it makes me like sad for the movie. Right. Yeah. It's like, here's a script that somebody should have done something awesome with. And for whatever reason, Ben Affleck wanted it and Ben Affleck gets what he wants or, sure, you know, whatever. Can, right. You know, yeah. And I'm like, oh, if only somebody else would have got their hands on this, if we had a different director and a different star mm-hmm. and put them together to, with the same script, right. we would have probably easily had potentially like one of the best movies of the year. We'd have had a movie that was fighting alongside some of the top contenders of the year. And yeah. so then I'm watching it and then I'm just so disappointed. Yeah. That's almost like if it was worse, it'd have been better. Right. Because yeah. if I would have been right. so disappointed with it, I yeah. could have maybe given it like six and a half or yeah. seven or something like that. I was I was just, you know, and it, and it doesn't start off the same way. It actually starts off pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. It's working and it's working in all the right directions. And before we jump real quick, you know, at least it didn't patronize me by showing me scenes that every other gangster film has already done. Right. It, it right. Does. Right. But it did them in ways that were new, like like what you described when he meets the guy and he's like, well, what the hell am I talking to you for? Which is in the trailer. And right. then, you know, they get rid of him. You see those sometimes happen. The scenes with the, the guy that they can't regulate, the the wacky, like, the KKK guy, those yeah. were, I, I'll watch that all day. Those, those were great because he's awesome so in that those, scene. Those were great scenes, except oh. for me, those were great scenes if they like exist in a vacuum, if they're not actually a part right. of a story, the narrative around it is because yeah. what what's happening in the movie, yeah. I don't believe that that guy right. lives for five minutes. I know. Especially right? with I the mean, guy who we just saw was like, what am I talking to you for? Right. He doesn't negotiate He's, with this guy. We are, right. we are so in like gangster world. Yeah. Right. But then at the same time, we're trying not to be for whatever reason with this guy. Cause the KKK has like a bunch of power. Yeah. And I'm like, the, when they go in that restaurant and they have that meeting and he's like, you know, thumbing his nose at him, basically yeah. going, you know, having a meeting with the mob. Right. Going, nope. Right. I, I'll take 60 and you take 40 or, you know, whatever. Right. right? Whatever he's he's yeah. like basically smarting off to him. I'm like, the next scene that I want to see is him tied up in a basement somewhere. <laughs> right. Spilling his guts about who all the other yeah. KKK people are, so that we can find him and kill him. We right. find him and kill him later in right. a different way. But I'm like, ah, eh, it's just not. They just don't go that way. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's just especially if you want me to believe that Ben Affleck is the guy at the guy. beginning of the movie, that guy, right. and the guy at the end of the movie, right. and then in the middle of the movie, he's like another, another guy. guy. Yeah. It's like, right. wait a minute. It, at it, some it was, point, let's have one character. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little uneven and showed promise, but you. You're right, too. I almost feel like if someone was saying, hey, we're going to go see Live by Night, I wouldn't say, oh, man, that's yeah, stay away from it. No, no, like, yeah, no, what there's fun. Yeah, you know, I actually think go go check it out. But man, what a weird misfire. This this is one of those movies that I think especially highlights uh, the problem with me trying to recommend movies to yeah. people. Right. Because right. this is a movie yeah. where. It, most people that I tell to go see it or mm-hmm. I say, nah, go ahead and see it are going to like it just fine. They're right. not going to watch the movie that I'm <laughs> not watching in my mind and wishing I was watching yeah, and all that stuff going yeah. on. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they're probably going to watch it and have a lot of fun, yeah. but man, this is also a movie where 
I I like this movie because it shows me that like critics still matter. Yeah. Because sure. no critic jumped up and said everyone. And it's, it was, it was right. released at a certain time where it seems to have slid by. Right. I haven't heard people bashing it. I, I haven't heard people praising it. I haven't. I mean, I think it's making a little bit of money, but it's not getting one or the other. Right. It's just kind of there. And, it and it's weird. Like, I think people normally like to take a swing at Ben Affleck. And they, when they get a chance, right, right. And they go for the fence. And this is one where if you wanted to load up on him, because it's him. He you wrote got it. it. You he got wrote a lot it, of. Or he wrote Adapt It with Dennis Lehane. He directed yeah. it. He stars in it. Like, this is his thing. Swing you, away. Make you, him the pinata. You, right. Nobody's really doing it. And which nobody is weird. That, it's good enough that yeah. it's not. Yeah. Right. You, that we can't go, oh, he's horrible. He's and, I told you. Know, whatever. Right. Yeah. It, it's not quite bad enough for that. Yeah. That's too bad. Which would probably get more people to see it. Because yeah. at least someone would be talking about it right. in one way or another, right? And then people would at least see it. Yeah. And it, it's weird, too, because you would think that maybe a mob movie as an option, yeah. no matter who was in it, you right. know, if, if anyone was talking about it yeah. at all, yeah. there'd be a certain number of people who'd go, eh, mob movie, let's go see that, right? Yeah. But not so The much. cast is pretty good. You know, the cast is solid oh, yeah. all the way around. Ben Affleck, Chris Cooper, Sienna Miller, Ellie Fanning, yep. Brennan Gleeson. I, I liked him. He, he's not in it very he's long. He's not in it he's, enough. He's, but he's in it yeah, just enough to good. make me want yeah. him in it more. And right. I thought the way he, because he's the character he plays, I thought he was definitely in it later. Right. Just even in a weird way later. No. Yep. Two days in and gone. <laughs> nope. See ya. Yeah. yeah, he's he's really weirdly good, though. He, uh, he is. He's, uh, you know, you get the right dad. Yeah, and you know I hate uh, I hate Hollywood nepotism uh, right. to a certain degree, but like in his case it works. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it worked out. But yeah. anyway, right. All right, so that's Live by Night, and now it's uh, it's just figure out what to do next. I think we just are gonna try and hit things as fast as we can. So Manchester by the Sea. This will be easy because uh, of how we feel about it. Right. Uh, it's awesome. Do you remember what you gave it? I think I gave it nine and a half. And you gave it ten, and I gave, I gave it, and, and, yeah. you, and you were like, "What the hell's your problem, right. asshole?" With your <laughs> half a star that it doesn't uh, get. We both gave it nine and a half, but I was oh, I, 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 was I, arguing, I thought you gave. I it was 10. arguing hard to give it. Oh, that. that's right, I, that's right. I what what happened? What happened was uh, we were talking about it long enough that I finally said, <laughs> you "How is it down. not ten? Right? Yeah, <laughs> you dragged me down. I was like, "All right," but, but officially, yeah. I wrote down nine and a half for both of us. So. Yeah, so. And not only that, but uh, it, it's the weirdest movie. It, it's a movie that if you, hopefully you've seen it already. I have. Uh, if you have any interest in seeing it, you've probably seen it already. So it's right. too late now that we maybe we missed our up. week. Maybe small cities. Yeah, it doesn't have it doesn't not have big, huge yet. release probably. But um, this is one that when it hits video, oh god, like everyone's got to see it. Yeah, and this is one of those movies where. Um, you know, it's hard because we already talked about it forever. It Casey Affleck is really awesome. Yeah. But as he said when he was on Saturday Night Live, right, it's crushingly sad. <laughs> it's crushingly sad, crushingly right? depressing. It said. is. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's funny because it's like he's trying to get people to not go. <laughs> he was just sort of like. Yeah, it was weird. Oh, it's just His just publicist sad. must just be like, oh, my God. Yeah, what are you Casey, doing? You know. Um and he's he's winning all the awards and deservedly so, and mostly yeah. because, um, without hopefully repeating stuff that no one heard anyway. Nobody heard but me. And the I show, the show didn't thing. matter. Yeah. But it 
it's one of those roles that, uh, you know, people don't write this, this role. Yeah. That's one of the things, right? right? Uh, nobody writes movies that have this character in it. Yeah. Uh, because he doesn't go anywhere and he doesn't do anything. Right. And it doesn't, he doesn't like make a plot happen. Right. Right. There's no plot. He's, he's like a guy who is almost like not there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and he's depressed and he's just going through his existence day by day, yeah. trying not to think of anything. Right. That's his whole life is as long as I can just not think even for a second. <laughs> so nobody writes those roles because it doesn't do anything except get you a stupid movie like this that right. doesn't mean, doesn't get anywhere, has no plot. Basically, it yeah. basically has no plot. Right. It, it's, it's like a month, a couple of months out of his life. Right. But almost at random, sure. Sure. <laughs> it's not. Could have been. Could have been any time. It's not because you know? anything happens. Yeah. And uh, then on top of that, nobody wants to play these roles. Even if somebody did it, no one wants to. No, right. no one wants to play the role because it's so hard. Yeah. Because if he's not, and I love the fact that he's winning awards for this role because usually you wouldn't. Right. A lot of years, there's been a lot of roles that are very similar to this. No one pays attention to it at all. Yeah. Because uh, it's so hard to do, even though it doesn't seem like anything. It reminds me a lot, actually, of Ian McKellen and Mr. Holmes. Yeah. Where it's just, it's so, like, so reserved subtle. and yeah. subtle and... And brilliant. And, and he, has yeah. to, he has to do most of his acting just by kind of looking dumbfounded. Right. And it's just so hard. If you do it wrong at all, right. you're like silly. You look bad. It, it, yeah. it, it's horrible. Yeah. And your average moviegoer just doesn't appreciate how, because it doesn't look hard. It right. doesn't, he's not doing a lot of stuff, right? He's not, you know, doing my left foot or, right, yeah, you know, right. whatever. Sure. He's not he's doing not anything. Yeah. He doesn't have to uh, deliver big speeches right. or, you know, whatever. He just has to play a role where it could go wrong so fast, yeah. so many times. There are so many scenes in this movie that could be scenes from the world's dumbest movie. <laughs> that, right. That it's it's mind-boggling that he could do it. Yeah. And you almost have to think it's funny because I have to think that there are a lot of takes of virtually every scene in this movie. Yeah. But if you watch the movie with someone and tell them that, they go, why? Right. What's he doing? He's right. not doing anything. It's nice to see some acting finally. What, would, like, what, what? Would, he, what would he do different yeah. if he had another take, right? Yeah. He's just sitting there yeah. <laughs> or right. whatever it is. But he, he's strangely the most passive protagonist in a film I've seen in a long time because, like you said, he just has to let everything affect him. Everything unfolds. He doesn't – he's not – progressing the action and in fact he wants to just go to bed right stay there right and most most of his anybody. lines most of his lines are like i don't know they're, they're like okay <laughs> right. what do you want to do fine okay <laughs> right you know do that you know I mean, <laughs> right. it's, all, it's almost like they filmed him not even doing but right. every once in a while you'll see someone criticize a film like this where the acting looks so just obvious like hey man just show up look kind of sad think about that time your right, dog died right, right. and say okay you right. know that's not easy to do because sometimes you look like you just showed up and thinking of your dog. Right. Like, it, it, as big as the job he has, you know, the way he effortlessly, effortlessly juggles it, 
especially with the humor that he's very much a part of at times. It's not just he's the foil. Like right, right. We talked about Lucas Hedges being like really, really dominant and strong and how he provided all the comic relief, but really anchored the film. But he is, he is weirdly good too. And he's he really was, uh, he should get he as get, much attention as he's been getting. Did he win any of the best newcomer young guys? Remember he was up for those. Those, have, those haven't passed. He yet. did. He did. He the the Critics' yeah. Choice. He got. I couldn't uh, remember if he won that. He got best he like young won, actor best, or best whatever. Actor. Yeah. I mean, he he steals every scene he's in, and when you see how great Casey Affleck is in all the scenes, and Casey's in almost every single scene, it's not an easy thing to do. Right. Um, but. It, and I'll, I'll tell you this too, if you since we're talking about awards, if you put as much as I really like Nocturnal Animals, and nobody mm-hmm. pays any attention to it. Right. Um, that's another one that has somehow slipped under the radar, even though yeah. it's really awesome. Um, and, and I liked Aaron Taylor Johnson in it. Mm-hmm. He's fine in it. But if you're going to call these two things vying for the same award and right. Lucas Hedges doesn't get it over Aaron Taylor Johnson, I don't know how you came right. to that. We're not conclusion. watching movies the same way, you right. know, or you've got a weird category, but th- yeah, if, if you could see this film and you haven't, you should, if you like films that aren't like full of Jedi's and killer right. sharks and special effects, go see this. You but know, but just... this is also in that very special niche of movies for me anyway. And I'm not a big rewatcher of films necessarily, yeah. except for the ones that I watch 40 times. Right. right. That's, that's <laughs> the option. Not. Right. Yeah, right. This is still a movie that is in that very special class of movies where it's one of the best movies ever, but you never want to watch it again. I don't think you have to. I uh, think it works so I well. I can't imagine yeah. watching this again. I would and, watch and, certain and, scenes. Right. I watched that and it, car scene it, a million it, times. It's like a man. It's like a man and a woman. You don't right. like revisit don't that to, every year, right? That's, why? <laughs> if you did, I'd want to know why. Exactly. But yeah. No, this thing does its job but so this, well. This also reminds me, and we, so we could throw in another movie of. Um, a monster calls yeah where uh the kid in that movie is yeah. also really good speaking of young actors right yeah. but he is really good in a certain sense where it's kind of the same as Cassie Casey Affleck being good in this movie right because both of them you watch this movie enough and watch how good they both are even though the one is just a little kid right. but with what happens in this movie and how good they can do it it makes you wonder about their lives right like like especially in a monster calls casey affleck's old enough that he's maybe so maybe something's happened to him in his life right um or at least he's got enough experience acting or whatever but the kid in that monster calls you're like what has this kid come out of yeah even if (laughs) i allow you 11 where have you been what have you experienced to pretend this emotion and he's got to do stuff with uh uh, you know, his mom dying of cancer right. and he's a little kid and he's got to deal with it. And yeah. he, he's going to, he, he's staring at his grandmother knowing that he's going to have to go live with her because his mom's going to die. Yeah. And he's got to like have those emotions and you're like, shit, where'd they get right. this kid from like the children's hospital or like, right. and then on top of that, do it in front of a green screen. Right. <laughs> <Pretend> <laughs> right. And talk and talk to a tree. Monster. Right. Right. So, yeah, that that was really good. But Casey Affleck is it, yeah. is still even the same because even among you know scripts where you're playing some crazy tragedy, yeah, the things that he has to do that like that one scene I know we talked about it uh, when we did the show we before, uh, where he, where he grabs the gun, yeah. 
you're like, man, even if you know what you're doing, right. To really sell that. Yeah. And, and, and have right. the audience like kind of jump. You're like, yeah, oh, it's holy shit. Jarring. It's so jarring. It is, yeah. it is wild. And then to, you're, you're, what has he, what kind of, try to do that method. What do you he, do? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> the only thing I remember thinking, I don't remember if we said it in the show. The only thing I remember thinking during that was, you know, and I believed everything that Casey's character was going through. Um, it was, it was really hard because it's not terribly unbelievable to have that kind of thing. What keeps him going? You know, that was something that both was hinted in the periphery of the script never really drawn out. It wasn't that the guy wasn't suicidal. I just, you know, it was strange to see someone who took so many hard hits and felt responsible for every single one of them to keep kind of living. And and you know, the thing that's cool about this script and him and him playing it. And as much as you get both the Afflecks and Matt Damon and everything's in Boston and we got a Paka Cod and the Yod and all that stuff better at that in all of their movies and everything. Yeah. His character is so Northeast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just the fact that, you know, people that like life just keeps kicking him in the balls. Yep. And he just keeps going. All right. All right. Spread my legs again tomorrow. You're going to get tired before I will. Right. (laughs) It's so great. It's so in, in so weirdly a way, so subtle, you know, and it's perfect the way it's set up because you see these glimpses of who he was and then who he's become. And in that process, you actually get to overlay the scenes and see who he's going to be. Right. You know, and, and, you know, I think it's great. You know, it it was, it was, I think now I remember we both hemmed a little bit on the, um, the Michelle Williams scene that he has to have as being something that kind of drew us back. And I remember thinking, I felt like that was the first day or or two of shooting. Yeah. And because it doesn't feel for me, for me. Yeah, it was, I, I did mention that it's a very confusing scene because I love the scene and yet I still don't like it (laughs) because it's just, I don't like that. They, I don't like that. That's exactly how they played things out. Even though I like that scene, cut the scene out and let me just watch that clip. Right, yeah. Without, right. Without being, being in the in movie, it. and I'd go, wow. Somebody's like, you know, I don't want to see a Star Wars movie. I don't want to see a kid's movie. <laughs> I'm not telling them to go see Live by Night. I'm, I'm right. asking them first, have you seen Manchester by the Sea? Then right. don't even talk to me. Go see it. Right. Be done. Thank you. Or La La Land, right? Right, La La Land. right now. Right. Those are the two push. The, those are the right. two for me. And I know. I, and, and we should be saying, <laughs> and Moonlight, right. except Good luck. You, we haven't covered Moonlight yet, right? right? But it's. It's limited and it it's even harder potentially to watch than this. Yeah. Because it's just, it's it, at many points, it's like very like it, you, whether you like moonlight or don't end up loving it. Right. It's like, you like need a nap after you d- yeah. watch it. You're like spent, Iron. right? Iron. <laughs> it's a lot yeah. of work. Right. And it's really good. Right. It's not that it's bad. Like it's exhausting, but it it's is, good. it is work to get through it anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay, we got uh, too many movies still. So Rogue One, we're gonna cover real quick because because we have, we're not because it doesn't matter, right? Right. Um, I I, I can't I can't I can't remember exactly what I gave it, but I think I gave it like a five too, five or maybe six, six and a half. Yeah, yeah. six and a half. Um, yeah, six feels about right. Um, well, I, I I liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you must I, have liked it a lot more. I, I, I might have. 
you were at six I, and a half. I might but... lose the half at this point yeah. now that I've thought about Ooh. it. I, you know, I don't know. I it's it. just, it's where I feel is like six. Yeah. I mean, fine. Six That's and a half doesn't make that much difference, Ooh, yeah, right? It's the same thing. But uh, still kind of fun. I, I didn't, I, I still was never bored. Even like think back now another week, you know, I was never bored, but there were a lot of times I was rolling my eyes at the screen mm-hmm. and it never, it never gets so like cartoony or video gamey that I feel like we're going back to the prequels. Right. right. But it's just so, it still is so goofy. So much of it is so goofy. Uh, just, just the fact that, uh, you know, we have to store information on a giant thing that we have to climb a tower to get yeah. because otherwise how are we going to fall off a tower? Right. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, even my 15 year old kid is going, uh, why do they build that weird offshoot of the tower to yeah. have the control thing on? Right. Right. And I'm like, well, because otherwise, how do you fall off that thing? Right, yeah. If we right. don't, if we don't build this tower in a totally stupid way, then how will someone almost fall off it? That scene stuck in my craw a lot too. I gave it a seven and I think probably now I would feel like six and a half. Right, but it's, right. again, you're a six, six and a half. It, There's no it, difference. It, we're we're the same, same ballpark. When we saw that film, uh, and when we saw that part, when she's certainly trying to array the satellite dish to do all the stuff, and then she had to walk over, and it, not only did it look like a video game, and it was explained in a video game kind of way, right? But right before that, when she climbs up the precipice, do you remember like the the doors are shutting and closing right. very, very hard. It's like Dragon's Lair. What I remembered, <laughs> as soon as we, I didn't even think about it after. When we saw that scene, I, I started grinning because one of my favorite scenes in Galaxy Quest is when he realizes they've built the ship to look like all the dangers that they've seen in television. And he's like, <laughs> right. why would, and Sigourney Reaver's like, why would we run through these doors that are razor sharp to right, get here? Right. And he's like, I think we did it in an episode. Right. It just looks so produced to be dangerous in a video game that you would yeah. no one would ever build a door like that because if i've got to go up and fix the array i'm gonna lose like seven imperial seven officers workers right just because they can't time that right right you know? exactly it's just the silliness and ludicrousness of it all and, and there and there's but, a there's a lot of it and i'll tell you this in fairness to the movie it at least lets you know where it's going right, right off the right. bat right because the very first thing that happens is a guy lands a spaceship like a thousand yards away from a farm just right. so he can walk across this black field. There's abs- I they, love that. It was so stupid. They land yeah. these ships later on in the movie. They land these ships like five feet from a guy. Right. Or like two feet just, from the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Like they park these things like they're segways, right? You can right. put that anywhere. Yeah. And then they go to this guy's farm and they're like, we got to walk like a half right. an hour. Just if to I get was to in that thing. ship, I would land and be like, have you got my March music ready? <laughs> Blast it. Now and, I'm then, gonna go. and then right after oh, that, that right, so right after that happens, the girl runs away <laughs> into a cave right. where she can't possibly be anywhere else. Right. There's nowhere else for her we to have gone. See. Right. And then the stormtroopers go in the cave and go, whoop, she's gone. Right. I guess, I guess she's lost yeah. to the universe forever. We'll just get yeah. back on our ship and leave. She's completely escaped this barren planet <laughs> where we can see everything. <laughs> <we just walk. laughs> right. But whatever. So she's here. So, uh, be, but you know, that's what we need to happen. Right. I mean, of, there's, the there's so much of the writing of this <laughs> movie that is so horribly, 
this is what I need to happen. It's, you know, it's like right. written completely backwards. We right. know where the movie ends, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> because we've already made the movie that right. comes after it. So we just go backwards in all these steps and everyone has to die. Right. They have to get the plans. Well, if they just go in and get the plans and it had anything to do, you know, it's like we have spaceships yeah. and faster than light travel yeah. But not zip drives. No, right. <laughs> no one, no one, anything no anywhere. one's got like a flash drive. Yeah, I mean it's just you know we have to climb up a big dumbass thing. Like why this is the empire's whole planet dedicated to storing information. Yeah, and and this and is what, what they, they do got. is they have that's a giant it. tower <laughs> with like hard drives that are bigger than any hard drive. Yeah, we've ever had to apparently store the information of like maybe a song. Right, <laughs> like what song fits on there? It, it's in in some ways it's a success because it's not as faulted with George Lucas's prequel mistakes, you know. And you give it plenty of stars for just not sucking. Right, it exactly. Didn't, it didn't suck. It, it gets it, was, it, it does. It, was, it gets like four stars just for just not being awful. Right, right. And and it's fine, you know. Okay, good because Star Wars still means something to a lot of people. It it had a lot of weird reshoots. It had a lot of problems with the final cut it had some problems with the final cut i feel like even though the scenes that you see mostly in the trailer are the ones that are in the movie but not all i didn't get the movie that the trailer showed me no not and really. i didn't even and i stopped looking at trailers after the second one but it's it's faulted in all the weird places that i didn't think it was going to be in in some ways even just i was bored by some of the action like yeah and also some ways and we didn't get i the, remember not saying there's this. there's a lot of it too <laughs> that is you know you could you could build this thing yourself if it was a horror movie because it's got right. all of the same exact things you know the cord you're trying to attach has to get wrapped around right. something and you, you don't have the right and you're key like oh, or, you, yeah you drop you your know? keys and yeah. you got to start the car you know, in some ways, the Star Wars universe is populated by a formula that's worked in every single one. Yet in this film, there's an ingredient missing from that formula, and that's Jedi for the most part. Like, right. there's no lightsabers. There's some Force kind of stuff. But I remember also one of the things that we had said in criticism of it, which was at the end of it, I didn't know anybody. I, I mean, right, I right. knew I knew their names. You, you, of the you actresses, didn't. You, did, you didn't like, know anybody. Remember, you, I was like that was, blind guy. Right. It's the like blind guy has a name. Blind guy. I don't even know it. Big still. gun guy. The gun and, guy. Right. And the only character who we still had trouble remembering his name, but the new droid. Right. Uh, that's Alan Alan, Alan Tudyk. Right. K something. He was K. good. He was good. He was a lot of fun. He was. And he was well written. It was like somebody else was in charge of him. Yeah. It, it was like let's. <laughs> right. Give him the droid, and then it, magically it Get like worked way. out better yeah. than anything else, right? He was a lot of fun, and he yeah. he gets you through a lot of the movie that's hard to get through, even yeah, because it's it's you know it's doing so formulaic uh, of a plan that it's working through, and we throw him in a little bit, and you're at least kind of like okay, that was funny, and you can yeah. kind of like keep moving along. Right. But the other thing that uh, I really didn't that really pulled me away from this was as much as I didn't love seven because yeah. it was just star Wars and empire strikes back Again. mashed together and yeah. uh, redone, right. which I thought was a just bonkers idea. I didn't get that at all, Yeah, but I was way more into the main character yeah. in that movie than I was in this. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. And I can, I mean, it's not cause I've seen it a million times, but Finn Ray 
and uh, Poe. I mean, I I mean, I can remember all these. You're characters. just making up names. No, Poe Dameron. <laughs> Finn, uh, I know. I know. This, I know. You know. Okay. I know, but it, it, yeah. they worked a lot harder on having characters. And, and in right. this one, it was almost like there was some weird thing where they decided, and it felt watching this movie like they thought they were forced to kill everyone at the end. Yeah. And I'm not sure that they had to kill everyone they at did. the end. Just yeah. because in Star Wars it says a lot of people died to get right. us these plans doesn't mean absolutely everyone died. Right. Now we spoiled the movie so well uh, everyone dies but anyway um (laughs) yeah so much of the movie going through it is it almost feels like ah, you know they die anyway right so no (laughs) so we don't we don't have to we don't have to you know do anything they didn't have there was something good storytelling there was something going on behind the scenes in the minds you know behind the scenes of writing the script that was like if anyone lived right it wouldn't make sense because we'd heard of them later right. or they would have showed up in star wars or empire sure. or at some point yeah. at some point the blind dude would have made an appearance and since he didn't right we have to kill him died. right yeah. and same is true of everyone yeah. <laughs> that, that we see in the whole movie and that would be okay if you wrote a story and then it kind of turned out oh look they die right but if you just start with they die and then it's it's like the people writing the characters don't exactly care about them that much. Right. So they're not spending any time making me care about them. Right? Right? right. And so they just don't give us enough to work with, sure. I think. Too. And in some ways, give them a lot of battles, give them the universe. And the universe was fun to inhabit again. I loved seeing the AT-AT walkers on the beach. I loved that whole, like, the aesthetic of it all. I, I, I liked know, it, too. I liked, I liked a stuff. lot of the... A lot of the fun stuff in the movie was really fun, right? And it, it was lucky to have it be as fun as it was yeah. because uh, it, it needed it. It needed it all to be fun. But I'll tell you what, this movie also suffered for me mm-hmm. uh, to a certain to a certain extent. The same way we have talked in the past about other sci-fi movies, yeah. other movies that uh, happen in space, because in this movie. Even more than any of the other Star Wars movies, although you might be able to make the case for it in other Star Wars movies, this movie suffered for me because at a certain point I was like, there's not that much metal. Right. <laughs> they would have yeah. to have, with all of the ships sure. and crap everywhere and everything that happens, there's like, add 10 more ships. Like somebody's yeah. walking around going, make uh, right. 20 more yeah. Imperial whatever, right. you know, those giant things. ships that are a quarter of a planet anyway, yeah. whatever, all these ships everywhere. And at some point I'm watching the movie going, Jesus Christ, they've got like, at some yeah. point the star Wars movies have to start talking about the thousands of planets. They've just that have mined. that have yeah. been to mined nothing. to yeah. nothing. Right. I'm like Jesus, even if you We're, take a whole planet and get all the metal out of it, that's one. right. That's like, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's like one. one of those ships. And I see them everywhere. You know, we're about three weeks out from having seen it, and I don't, I don't think of it much. I don't talk no. about it with my friends much. It's not because we're all older, though we certainly there's, are. There's, but, there's nothing about it making me want to buy the toy. No. Or three, three <laughs> weeks after thing. seeing the trailer, I was, I was talking about it. I was like, wouldn't that be great? What if they do this? What you right, know, all right. these things? It just, it didn't quite deliver as strongly as I felt it wanted to 
But it didn't need to. Or it just could needed, have. It needed to not suck. Right. And in some ways, like a Marvel film or a DC film, and DC films are on the ropes with these things because they're delivering things that kind of suck. It just had to be all right to be great. Right. You know, and if it was great, it would have been amazing. Maybe they'll get there, but this one just didn't do it. And I, and I agree with everything you said about the the detriment of thinking that, well, we've never heard of any of these characters before. So we have to kill them. So we have to get rid of them. And I think that was a big loss because there was no investment in the narrative of them, even to the point where you realize, like, well, maybe this is saving Private Skywalker. Maybe they're really going to this beach to die. Right, right. To do one thing. Yeah, but it's easy to figure out that they got out of there. And you know what? I stole something from the Empire. They're probably going to be looking for me. I know a tree in Dagobah I'm going to hide under for a few hundred years, Uh you know? Yeah, you don't have to kill everybody. Yeah, they we could have we we could have gotten rid of them, and uh, it you could take any one or two characters out of this movie and say they survived, and there's no real problem with it that they don't show up later. It's easy to spin that story that they're just that they're not Princess Leia. Instead of right, we we don't have to go through all the CGI stuff because we were hit or miss on a couple of them, but it was a nice touch to see all the characters they footage of from star wars show up in right in here like except squadron that leaders except that I, di- I didn't love the recreation of the guy yeah, I, 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 f- I feel like to that extent you know just recast just the role it. I, I think it's uh you're yeah. on you're on a weird slope now yeah. if we just make whole movies out of cgi we're people who are we're dead. gonna see it yeah and, and that will be great yeah. all right now we're uh, getting close to an hour yeah uh, i mean and we've done did, four yeah. Do Do you want to keep going or should we just uh, wrap it up? We got like six minutes and we'll be at an hour. We can maybe uh, what else hit passengers. Oh, I feel like passengers will be long. Uh, passengers could be long. You want to do Assassin's Creed? No. All right. We'll do Assassin's Creed. We'll, save, we we'll, save, we'll save passengers. Because <laughs> I, I feel like even good or bad, we'd talk about passengers a little bit longer than five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but we'll probably talk about Assassin's five, Creed. Uh, if you've got more than five on Assassin's Creed, uh, you know what? This is a uh, this is a odd. I didn't see it yet. So this, oh, you didn't? No. Oh, we well, didn't go. We didn't go right. together, and I didn't see it yet. But so knock it out. All right. Well, all did you see Moana yet? No, because we could throw that out too. But no. no. But you no, did. we'll just do a bunch of movies that only I've seen, and yeah. we'll, we'll, well chat I'm about see, that. I'm going to see Assassin's Creed. I think this week, but it doesn't. All right. Well, I'll just I'll do Assassin's Creed, and then we'll uh, catch up with you at some later point yeah. with, with Assassin's Creed. And we've only got a few minutes anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I am strangely in love with Assassin's this Creed. Is interesting, because I talked to you the day you even saw though it. that only means that it's like <laughs> seven, right. maybe seven and a half. I right. think officially, I uh, you know I have to give this uh, seven and a half. Yeah. Just based on the good time. Like, I think the movie right. in some way is like six or six and a half. Yeah. But I had so much fun with this goofy video game movie yeah. that I feel like it needs a little bonus there. And uh, Michael Fassbender was really good, yep. even though it's just weird for him to be in this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marion uh, Cotillard yep. is is in it too, and she's pretty good. Although she doesn't get anything, it's actually too difficult to do. Yeah. But as we said before, I think this is like the uh, contractual obligation right. thing to make Macbeth last year. Yeah. They're both in that last year. Now they're both in this, and that is like a weird swing. 
(laughs) You go from uh, making this really uh, powerful, uh, somewhat crazy version of Shakespeare, and then the next year you're in the video game movie. (laughs) You had someone called a favor, yeah. Yeah, someone did something. I don't think that Michael Fassbender sitting at home playing Assassin's Creed nonstop all the time and goes, I need to be in it now. Right. Or, Who knows? You know what I, I mean, maybe he does. Was this in know. 3D? Uh, did you see it? I didn't see it oh, in 3D, so I don't know if it is. I don't think it's I don't think it's in 3D. But anyway, um, it, you know, it's so weird. The only, the only semi-problem with the movie uh, for me, and this will not be a problem for anyone else probably, um, ex- except the problem is that they have this like goofy machine oh, that this, that's yeah. what he gets in. Um, and I think it's just, it's overdone and it feels like something where there's some producer yeah, who doesn't know anything who goes, no, we have to give the, we have to give people something to look at, right? We do something showy. Right. Right. In the, in the games, uh, you know, not that you have to, you know, be completely beholden to the video games that you're making it out of in, in like every single aspect or anything. But in the games, you basically just stick like a little thing on your head and then boom, you're like, you're yeah. in the thing. Right. Cause it's, you know, it's doing whatever it's like reading your mind and, you know, you know, whatever uh, gobbledygook science it's doing or whatever Yeah. to suck you back into the life from out of your DNA and all this, you know, whatever the story is about how, uh, your DNA remembers everything right. that happened in, in to your ancestors and everything. So if you just access the, your DNA the right way, you can basically like relive their lives. You can know what they did right. and, you know, whatever. It, it, it's basically it's like, like the collective. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. just their memories are stored yep. in their DNA that they pass on to you. Right. That, that's the story. Yeah. But anyway, they have this giant machine. You see it in the trailers. Yeah. It basically grabs you like this weird crane <laughs> right. arm by the back. And then all of a sudden you see him in the trailer, you know, he's like jumping around on the thing and everything. Yeah. And it's just goofy and it doesn't do anything anyway. Right. It doesn't just, looks- it, it doesn't actually serve yeah. a function except that there's somebody involved in the production of this movie. Right that said, no, we have to give audiences something to look at or else they won't know what's going on. Right. Like if he just sticks a thing on and then suddenly he's in the past, everyone will go, what ha- what's happening? Yeah, I don't right. understand right. this movie. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that was goofy, but um, it, it also has some problems where it's, it, it's trying to um, it's almost like it needs a little bit more and a little bit less establishment of the story Yeah. because you've got the assassins and you've got the, um, the Knights Templar basically are like the other side and one side is trying to get this magic apple <laughs> that aliens left for us. It's like the whole story. Right. It's like the whole story of all the games, right? right? It's, it's the assassins versus the Templars um, throughout history. And it always has been. And that's the story of, of all the games. And they're, they're basically all trying to find these artifacts that were left by aliens eons ago right. that give you all this power and the one uh, artifact that we see in the movie is l- like the apple of eden or whatever yeah. and basically it would like give you the power to take free will away from people and uh the knights templars sell that as uh you know controlling people to get rid of all the violence and everything right. and and the assassins try to kill them and whatever. Yeah. And, 
and anyway, in the, you know, in the games, you get all of this history at all these different times. And it's a good excuse to set a game in a bunch of different places in time yeah. and bunch of different historical right. events and stuff like that. And anyway, Michael Fassbender, uh, his character turns out to be someone whose ancestor at one point knew where the apple was. Right. So we need his memories yeah. so that we can, you know, figure out what his ancestor knew about where the apple is so that we can go get it. And, yeah. and hilarity ensues. And he's, he's basically captured by the Templars and forced to go live, live these memories. Yeah. And then the assassins like try to rescue him. And so it's very different from the games or a story of a game because um, it, it doesn't really give you much of the assassins, right? It's right. just the Knights Templar who have him and are controlling him. Yeah. And we only kind of get the assassins like sort of from the past and they were there then. And, right. but it's, it's a lot of fun. All of the yeah. stuff, all of the stuff when we go back into the past, it's, it's weird because like when you play the game, the game only really exists in the past. Right. There's like the cut scenes and the yeah, you right. know, goofy parts of the present when you're going back or yeah. whatever, but all of the game playing is in the past and that's all of the cool stuff in the movie. Anyway. All, like all the best <laughs> stuff, but there's, there's a little bit of stuff where he's, uh, you know, with marrying, Cotillard in in yeah. the present and everything and it it's one of those movies though you know if you think too much about it it's a little goofy but if you just are going to have a good time right it, it's a lot of fun the action is actually really cool yeah and it's not overdone and overblown right. and even though they go back in the past and do like some kind of crazy assassin parkour sure. on the roofs of buildings and stuff like that but still it's kind of uh you know you can sort of believe it it it's like if you had people who trained to do this, wow. they could do it. Yeah. Right. Not like they're magical or they're I didn't realize it was a two hour film. One, yeah. One fifty five. So yeah. that's pretty cool. It is a little too long for sure. It? it could be like twenty minutes shorter yeah. and it wouldn't lose anything. And then the movie does kind of end with I'm not sure how to end. Oh yeah. And, and then so like it's setting up a sequel. So it's not uh well, not exactly not really. like a sequel, just like we're not really sure how to how to end so all of a sudden it, it's weird because it kind of uh, negates all the games because oh really because at the end of the movie it's like over oh, <laughs> it's right. like we it's like we've solved the problem right yep. so that's a little weird yeah um because you can't really fit it in and you like to the, the universe right like i remember you yeah talking, sure you, you'd had fun with they're the cool games before. yeah just for anybody who's a fan of the games and anyway um, but uh especially since you can't talk about it anyway. Um, so I, I give it like a six and a half, seven, somewhere yeah. in there. But if you just want to go have some fun with an adventure movie, um, it maybe talks a little too much, uh, yeah. especially if you're not invested in the game series anyway. Right. But other than that, it, you know, it's a, it's a fun, fairly clever uh, movie where there's some really cool action. That's a weird one. Every once in a while, we'll bring stuff up, but that's a weird one where I would have thought there'd be something at the end of it, but just checking, run P, nothing. No, there's no There's point. nothing. There's been nothing at the end of most of the films we've seen. No, lately. because it's over. But what it, could you have at the end? <laughs> the, could, start, the start of again. No, there's no, no, there's there's no start of again. All right. Well, cool. we, then we better get out of here. And next we week. We did good. 
This week was, this we covered good. a lot of stuff. We Next week we're gonna have to try and get through a whole bunch of things uh, again. Yeah. Hidden figures, yep. fences, yep. Uh, God knows, God knows what else. We'll get to passengers, and yeah. uh, we'll probably have a couple of other things to catch sure. up on too. Whatever else is open. And then I think probably the week after that we're gonna have to get into like best of the year, then worst sure. of the year, then our awards, because otherwise it'll be February March again. by yeah, the right. time we yeah. get to it. It's almost right. February, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's <laughs> that's going to do it for us wow. this week. Uh, so much for tuning in. And please, please <laughs> share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.